Once upon a time, in a magical journey, the castle of discovery, where stories are shared, where new perspectives are given, where topics are discussed to create new awareness and level up. In the journey of life of different individuals, a conversation, a new insight, or new friendships, grab a drink and get ready for Level It Up, the podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to Level It Up, the podcast of a Dutch student in Groningen, where I have talks and try to gain new insights of friends, interesting people, and lovely guests, where I try to discover new topics and opinions. Every episode has a new guest and new stories, open to discuss everything, from the most serious topic to the most crappy jokes, I'm trying to level with my guests, and who knows, together we can reach a new level. Let's see who will level with me today, and welcome to Level It Up, the podcast. All right, so welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi. I'm here today with Grigory Belyavsky, better known as Gregsu. Yes, sir. Welcome. Hi. So um, we know each other for a while, but maybe it's fun if you explain how do we know each other, actually. How do we know each other? Well, I think we met through friends. I think through Zav, I would believe so. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been hanging out, making a lot of music, a lot of visuals. Um, Ivan is also in the ground level doing some work with us as a visualizer and some more um, I don't know we know each other for like two years three years yeah I think three three years yeah, yeah. okay so Gregsu is your stage name mm-hmm. who, who is Gregsu who's Gregsu as an artist or as a person well that was my second question if there is a difference between Gregsu and Grigori hmm But let's start with Gregsu. Who is Gregsu? Gregsu is somebody who goes out and performs in front of others based on the question on, on how you like gave me the perception to interpret this question because my name Gregsu also comes from tennis. Back when I was playing tennis, I was playing competitive and my coach, he was not able to pronounce my name at all. So he would, he had this thing like he would go one knee And when somebody of the kids entered the hall, tennis hall, he would raise one hand for a high five and mm-hmm. yell out the name. Yeah. Like loud, you know? So everybody would hear and then a person comes and then slaps the high five and then like the, the, it starts the training. My name, he would yell out like, oh, fuck this, you'll be Gregson from now on. And then that's what it became. So when I was playing tennis, everybody would cheer up and say Gregson rather than like Grigor or anything like this. And that's why it became like a stage name. I would say, and a nickname. So yeah, Grexo is like the public public version, and Grigori is the official and uh, inner cultural family, whatever else. Family name. Yeah. Okay, so, but Grexo, what, what kind of artist is Grexo? What does he do? What does he make? Grexo makes uh, hip-hop, trap, pop, all those directions. I used to make some jazz, Jazzy hip hop as well, and um, but yeah, I think I, I think I'm quite um, lyrical or directed in that, that in that way because I, I pay attention to what I say. I write a lot of my songs in the manner of a diary, so there's quite a lot of base for my like real life, you know. And um, is everything you write based on your real life? Yes. To an extent, um, but it's not always up to the point of uh, timeline. 
It can be four years old. It can be ten years old. It can be yesterday. Mm-hmm. What I write about, and uh, I don't include the details, or I might switch up the details, but the concept probably would not change. Mm-hmm. Do you always have a concept before you make something? Mm, no, no, definitely not. But I always, but in the end, I always have a concept for the song. I feel like I might, I might like make, like are we gonna be all right. I didn't have a concept for for when I was doing the song. It was a very spontaneous song, but then when I wrote it until the until the end and we recorded it, like a couple months later, I felt like I, yeah, I actually had like. A, I started interpreting my own lyrics into a conceptual, yeah, you know, piece. Okay, so first comes the concept, or first comes the song. Usually, first comes the concept. First comes the thought, something that is bothering me, something that is inspiring me. It can be a podcast. It can be emotion, like some, you know, drama between two people, and then like, instead of speak, for example, if it's a drama, then I instead of speaking to that person, I would start writing my thoughts down, like mm-hmm. a diary, you know, matter. And then these these uh, lyrics that I write down, they might elicit some more thoughts, and then I might just continue like in the direction I started writing. So I might not even like continue speaking about this situation. But everything inspired by it, and and maybe that would also connect some other stories in my life, and yeah. But so conceptually, I would say. Yeah. Nice. And so you work a lot with uh, with Dan, one friend of ours who makes mm-hmm. beats. Do does the beat come first, and then you write to it, or do do you write first and then check if it fits on on a song? Yeah, I believe with with like from Dan's perspective, I think I'm the only artist with who. He sometimes does a beat based on some idea already, mm-hmm. because I think usually he has a session with a person in a way that he would just sits sits down and goes for a sample and just makes a beat whatever they feel it like at the moment. And we do that as well, obviously. But but uh, sometimes I have songs already written, and then I want them to have Zoff's 808s, for example, you know, or something like this. Mm-hmm. And or I just don't or we just think that the quality of a beat that I uh, write this on already was uh, not that good, and so we would like make a new version of the beat, you know, a better version. Nice. Okay, so you um, you as Gregsu, you are you just said you are a person who performs, mm-hmm. and Gregsu is a person who performs, who is talking about his life. Um, as I see it, you always have kind of a clear vision of who you are, what you do. Yep. Is it the same for Grigori? Like, is it the same for you personally or only as an artist? I think it's more for me personally than, than it is for me as an artist. I think like, I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have a lot of opportunities to explore in my life. Just, just life, you know, because... They got my my parents are coming from like a middle upper middle class of Finland, mm-hmm. and um, Finland is doing quite well financially. So in comparison to other countries, we it can be cheaper for for Finns to travel around. So if for example we would be going on vacation back in the childhood somewhere, let's say Bulgaria, then we like the same actually from from Netherlands to go to Bulgaria, you mm-hmm. feel kind of richer in there, right? And but besides that, they would also give me an opportunity to to like play tennis, for example, right? Because it's not that cheap to play tennis, yeah. Especially like on a competitive level. And uh, I was fortunate also enough to go to USA for ex- for exchange. And I think all these like opportunities and and, and explorations and 
putting myself out of the comfort zone really really made this like personality and identity really rigid for me so i like you go from one outlier of a, of a life phenomenon and life perception of yourself to another outlier you know and then mm-hmm. it starts to kind of uh, calibrate and like center itself more and more and more at yeah. some point you feel like you're very much in the middle of your what your identity is and and but the the silly or contradicting part about it is that like i think my identity also spreads out to a quite like different dimensions like i would be doing psychology right and at the same time doing like rap and then i would do lifting and then martial arts and then i also include um trading you know crypto and stock market mm-hmm. so so it's not like it, it, it might seem chaotic to somebody else but to me i just know what i like and it, and and i choose these these parts of me that i think are not interchangeable anymore and i don't want to lose them either because yeah, they define yeah. me to an extent do and do you think that these explorations like how you say you went on uh on an exchange to the usa mm-hmm. you're doing different different kind of sports do you think that you would have made those kind of decisions also if you would not have been coming from a financially well wealthy family situation i wouldn't when you say wealthy it sounds like we have a lot of money no i don't i don't mean it like that but like, i mean more like i mean there are compared to what you said bulgaria whatever other yeah, countries you, you can yeah. say that that you're kind of gifted being born in in finland yeah but and again just just to clarify like f- that's when we compare to going to other countries right of and course it, and, and like if you live in finland shit is expensive man like like so so for example me being playing in, in tennis that that much at that point i obviously didn't understand that but that was that was heavy stuff financially for my parents but they still did that did that for me you know yeah but okay let, let me elaborate uh for for me personally wealth doesn't mean only money mm-hmm. and if you can say that you did all this kind of stuff and you had like a lot of opportunities to mm-hmm. to develop yourself to figure out what you like what you love uh mm-hmm. to develop yourself in general for me this is a kind of wealth yes on that behalf i agree i agree but so then the question is still if you would have let's let's say you were from a lower class family shall I pour you something as well? yes <clears throat> so let, let's say that you came from a more lower class family or um or you raised somewhere where there is like a lack of money let's talk call it like that a lack of money do you think that you would still go on all these journeys to discover <coughs> yourself and to discover your opportunities how did this contribute they, to you? This is the problem here that I think my family is also I have a more or less interesting family or at least to my perception like my parents are ballet dancers right and because ballet. of the b- ballet dancers yeah because of their um job they have traveled a lot mm-hmm. so they have interpreted a lot of con- culture around the world and and they have a lot of insights and interesting stories and and stuff for me to be inspired by my uncle and my aunt they are like doctors and there's a lot of people who are just very interesting in my, in my family and and if there were not not like if this if we were like not middle class for example and i would not be traveling a lot i'm pretty sure still with the background of my parents i would be getting a lot of this diverse information that could lead me to exploration on my own you know what i mean so like the mm-hmm. the, the opportunity opportunistic wealth was not it's not about the money here because it's the money money was slightly above the mid the middle at that point of time especially in my childhood and 
and but the opportunities came because my parents really put me there they 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 gave me a chance to, to try out like different sports you know and then mm-hmm. to let me stick into something that i enjoyed the most and i've also as a persona i've like i don't just sit on my ass i just from childhood on i've, I've been doing stuff a lot and my parents also were very glad about it because like they they would have performances until the very evening right so i would mm-hmm. have to go to sleep on my own because my rest of my family lived lived and lives in Russia and while well, we my parents lived in Finland so they would have performance like until 11 o'clock or something and they would be late home and I'm a, a kid so then I would have to go sleep on my own but the good part about my personality back then is that they would just literally do, give me something to do and I could sit for hours on my own crafting like a bionicle or whatever else so yeah. I, I was never tired of of finding stuff to do and they just like all they did is like boost the energy, gave some like fuel to the to the machine, you know. So so I would have even more chances to explore and and develop, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And and this this um, influence of your family, uh, just to clarify, you're right now here living in Groningen in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Did it influence also your choice to go abroad? To yeah, but what did my fa- family influenced me going abroad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether this this open environment, this discovering environment. I think. So I was the one who proposed or or asked if I could go for exchange, um, when I was fifteen or fourteen, I think, even at that point of time, and they just agreed on it. And then when, what was I twenty, when I decided to move here, uh, by that point I was already. I mean, young adult, you know, kind of. They, yeah. Yeah. So it was my decision, also, like, um, to to go come here. I think that my decision to come here was more influenced by my decision to go to America. Yeah. You know, or being in America. And uh, yeah, I just didn't want to stay in the same spot. I felt like I f- sometimes I, f- I feel like I need more oxygen. Like like my bubble is starting to get a bit too stiffy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I need to pop it. Yeah, not in like negative or positive way. Just I, I need some alteration in my life, and then, then when I get out of this comfort zone, I, I find so much, st- so much new stuff. You know, you, you you're placed in front of a trouble, which leads you to solution, and this solution gives you new insights and maybe skills, and then you want to explore those skills further. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Were were your parents happy with your decision to go abroad? How did they react on that? Mm. I don't know. They were passive about it. Yeah, I think it wasn't like, it didn't seem like a surprise, I think. To, for USA, it was a surprise because we were like one of the first things, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, I, like I'm pretty sure they're used to this already. Like, I'm, I'm like, cause I travel on my own a lot, you know, like after my family trips, like, went to decline or something like this. And this is yeah this is so much like within my role that i don't think they will be surprised or were surprised mm-hmm. how, how often do you see them now twice a year approximately for vacations mm-hmm. on like christmas and summer does it change your relationship as well like do you, do you recognize that there is there is a difference right now that you're away so much that there's like different interaction when you do see them Mm, that's an interesting question, but hard to say. Hard to say. The thing is, sorry for the chair noise, but the thing is, um, like from a young adult or like this teen persona, I've become more and more like, you know, grown up. 
And I think the biggest change into like the grown-up part has been happening in the past four years while I've been away. Yeah. So our relationship on a general level is changing because I'm I'm different. They are slightly different as well, you know. But it's uh, from from perspective of psychology, like um, kids are supposed to, or parents are supposed to start perceiving their kids as adults and and. And the role of a child, obviously, still care for the child, right? But, but the but this like child type of a persona is slightly supposed to be changing into a friend persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's what's happening, and I think that's the bigger change that we we have had uh, in our relationship development in the past like few years. But would I say it's because of me being away? No, would I? Yeah, and and also like since the age of sixteen, they've they they left for USA. So I lived there in Helsinki in our apartment for like a year or so alone, and then they would come back. But then still travel like every second month or like two months mm-hmm. or something. They travel a lot. So I think since the age of sixteen, we don't really have this uh, stable uh, spending a whole year in the same country. Yeah. yeah okay. So you you're know. kind of used already to not yeah. see them for longer periods. Yeah. 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 All right, interesting. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you would have the desire to follow more episodes, you might consider liking and subscribing. Also, if you feel the need to bother your friends, family and colleagues with how much you enjoyed listening, this is no problem at all. Share a link or speak about your feelings with your peers. Level It Up wishes you the best of health, perseverance and luck in life. So meanwhile, you poured us a glass of cognac. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Yes. Because I like cognac. I think it was fitting also for this uh, situation. Yeah, I like it as well. What is your relationship? You haven't taken a single sip, though. I did take sips. <laughs> I did take okay, sips. Okay. I just tried to do it very quietly so that the people would not hear. Why is this alcohol-free podcast? <laughs> no, no. How is your relationship towards alcohol? Very great. We are friends from childhood. <laughs> yeah. Are you? No. No, first we were not friendly. I mean, I would meet up with alcohol uh, since like 13, I think. But the um, first times we were not friendly, he, the alcohol would beat me up and then I will puke and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> now, and meanwhile, now you are um, managing your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Now we're like, I mean, kind of enemies, but you know, like on peace with the peace sign um yeah i don't know man i I'm, I'm bored of drinking sometimes like like getting drunk is not that fun anymore it's fun it's fun to have a few in a good company when the energy is high and all that stuff i enjoy that mm-hmm. but i don't have a goal to be drunk um almost almost ever yeah it used to be like a teen thing you know let's get drunk drunk yeah yeah but now it's a bit different and uh, and Cognac-wise, I, I just I enjoy every now and then, like a couple of sips in the evening. Um, periodically, it's like every third evening, I would say. But then there's moments when I don't drink for a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh shit, that was 80k. <laughs> we just see a friend cycling by. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, nice. So um, let's go to the title of this podcast, Level It Up. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that you would like to level up in your life? What I want to improve, right? Mm-hmm. 
Bro, I actually, like, I listened to your podcast, the previous episode, and I thought about this while listening. And what came in your head? I was thinking about stability. Stability and structure. Just because, like, as I mentioned earlier, I have very many interests that I'm not able to interchange or... or Yeah, basically, like, I want to I wanna pursue all of those, like, most important things to me. But in a such a way that I don't lose time in between. That it's that is the, you know, you you can make a you can make a bunch of steps, a bunch of moves, and get nowhere. Or you can make one very well thought move mm-hmm. and make a big step in whatever this like task or career or whatever else. What, what does stability mean to you? Stability means to me that I, I know that for example, eight in the morning I check on my uh, crypto positions, then three in a more three in a day I check again and. And two more times in the evening, you know, and then like every second day, for example, I have a music session in the evening and uh, every Monday to Friday, I try to study in between of like nine to three. This is actually how, how it approximately goes as well, but it's still chaotic because it's really hard to because if we think about like music sessions, right, it's not only about me because mm-hmm. I, I, I do. Yeah, I can record on my own also, but I most of the times I would like to have somebody in the studio with me. They have to have also their uh, uh, time available. I want to do a feature. I need this person. I need to contact them at this point of time. So yeah, yeah. So sometimes it overlaps on top of each other, and when this happens, it's start. It's hard. It's hard to get back to the domain that I was doing at that point of time. Yeah. So you know? d- just to clarify and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. your definition of stability is having a schedule, basically, in which you know you can be successful, mm-hmm. and then sticking to it. So you have kind of like a more routine way yeah, of yeah. performing things, what you think would help you achieve your goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has much to do with, with organization as well. With organization and, and I guess like f- finding finding and, and finding rules to yourself and sticking to those rules because it's really easy to one day just not wake up for your morning jog, you know? Yeah. Are, are you a rule setter for yourself? I try to be, and I think every year I'm getting more and more into it, and and I'm actually progressed a lot. Like me compared to comparing me to like two years ago, me of my conscientiousness has has risen so much. Like of I waste very little time nowadays, you know, and I have learned to have also control over myself, and I've listened to to I've I've also switched up some of my like unnecessary routines for routines that that are really really helpful for me you know and yeah by listening to like podcasts or reading books and um i don't know just like just as an example when i was when i jog in the morning i don't do that every day but like sometimes i do it um i listen to podcasts for example joe rogan right and there's like very interesting insights this is easy entertaining information but Mm -hmm. But I enjoy those podcasts that they have, like professors, for example, of biology or something like this. You know, I get it evolves your mind. And uh, morning shower, I would like have a freestyle for like ten minutes or five minutes. You Mm -hmm. know, and then okay, maybe I'm in my exam week, so I'm not able to actually have a session, music session in the evening. But this doesn't mean that I have to lose all of my progress and my like voice tone you know or all this so i can i can use these 10 minutes in a day to at least maintain my current progress in Mm. in musical okay but but as it sounds now you you're always busy but um 
when is the moment that you say to yourself hey this is enough now i can relax now i can distance myself from my work from my rules that i made for mm-hmm. myself um when it's vacation time but what what is vacation time vacation time is when i when for example my school year ends and i'm not broke as fuck but i have like 2k at least and i can actually enjoy this time or when i have worked for six months and my workplace is paying me vacation money do you know what i mean yeah yeah okay I but, do, I, do, I, do, but I, do, I do need to survive in that sense but, but now we think about a, a really long term but i mean more yeah. like dur- let's say during the week and on monday tuesday wednesday um you're all the time working or busy with something i mean i i have to imagine there has to be a moment when you say like hey now it's chill time for me yeah, or yeah. i'm going to a friend and i'm gonna relax yeah this is very this is actually a very important topic and and this is what i've heard also quite recently this has been on my mind also earlier but i've recently heard more like uh, scientific knowledge about this that um if you can have um oh wait hold on you can have basically super high stress for somewhat long period of time mm-hmm. but if you have dedicated let's say one day in a week when there is no stress at all right like let's say one time in a week you go to the spa or sauna like a stress detox yeah like one out of seven days and six days you're like completely fucked you're just running sweating you know everything then it actually doesn't affect your health so because you're able to restore all of your energy all of your stress levels every time and this is better than having like mild stress constantly without one dedicated day for for Mm -hmm. detox and this is also part of the structure i would like to develop right i've I've been thinking about like having this sunday um sunday without work right i I, yeah there's tasks that i like to do just for myself and i don't find them stressful at all so if i would have a music session like just completely chill no like planned recordings or something like this just vibing you know no pressure yeah then i don't find that as of like a no-go for those Sundays but for example I would avoid um, studying um, psychology right from a degree um, or working or something like this mm-hmm. yeah and that has worked to an extent but it's also yeah sometimes I overpack myself and then on a Sunday I'm like how can I have a break right now if I have yeah. a deadline for tomorrow yeah. you know, or something like this yeah so what I was thinking about and what I was talking about lately with, with someone else as well is mm-hmm. that there is a really big difference uh, also mentally with the things you want to do and the things you have to do and also yeah. mentally for me if there are things that I have to do it makes me somehow uh, less able to think about or do the things that I want to do mm-hmm then also, for example, right now I have this uh, university project where we have to make a, a little movie. Mm-hmm. And for this little movie, I have to think about a topic. This mm-hmm. has to be done. But because I have to think about this topic, it kind of blocks my mind in, in a way of like, I can't think about something that I want to do because I still have this thing on my to-do list. And if I didn't check it off, I find it hard to be busy with something else. Yeah, well, you. But that's... That's how procrastination happens, man. That's, for me, like, that's... Yes, that can be problematic. Yes, there are moments when I when I have to do stuff I don't really want to. But honestly, domains I'm living in right now, um, like, everything, like, psychology, I love psychology, right? If there's... If I need to do statistics in psychology, because we're doing, like, research part about it quite a lot, mm-hmm. 
or focusing on research quite a lot. Then yeah, that's not my favorite part about it. And I, I've had some moments when I want to throw the like book in the bin and burn it to, to hell, you know. Oh, and what motivates you to go on? The fact that I understand that it's essential. Mm-hmm. How can I call? How can I call myself a, a rapper if I don't know how to freestyle even a bit? You know, I don't yeah. need to be the best, but I, even a bit, I kind of should. It's kind of a part of the concept. How can I be a research psychologist if I don't know my statistics? Yeah. You know. And so, and so I, I perceive this as a not necessity by by the school given to me to give me this paper, but necessity for me to get to my goal that I myself placed there. Yeah, to be legit, basically. Yeah, well, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be legit or not legit. It's just a conceptual uh, perception of this like situation. It's just you you need to change the change the direction from not the external part is making you do it, but you put yourself in that situation because you wanted it. So mm-hmm. now just do the small work to get to the big part, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, speaking about music still, about about you as a Grexel, mm-hmm. I, I was checking my, uh, it's it's Friday today when we record this, and I was checking this morning my release radar, mm-hmm. and there I found a song. Oh yeah, what kind of song? <laughs> what kind of song? I think you can tell me about the song. I think the song is called Motion. Yeah. Banger! What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. This is, I honestly, I'm really, like, it's a, it's a really good song. I sincerely think that. Um, I also think it's one of the like. I don't know if you probably can agree with me. I've, I've had like in the past half a year because you also know the background of songs a bit more. Like you've heard them before they're released, yeah. you know, and you see, you know those that we have like packed up and blah blah. But I, feel, I do feel like past half a year has been like a moment of a big switch like there's just completely new level of, of stuff and motion is one of those like first ones from that pack that is on, on leashing right now what what kind of switch switch i just um i just kind of learned i don't know like there's there's just like these stages where you develop yourself and and then sometimes you you take a small step sometimes you jump mm. and i feel like this the jump happened because also past year and a half maybe even at this point i've worked quite a lot on music we're talking about like every second day every third day or sometimes more often you know as i told you i was like freestyle in the morning and shit so there is just constantly like music in my life and progression in my life and and these songs are really different i've learned harmonies i've learned melodies i've learned rhyming and actually on behalf of rhyming i've learned how to simplify my rhymes rather than mm-hmm. like do more of them because I've noticed that and like people told me that I'm using a bit too high of terminology and too much of metaphors that are like not easy like people need to dig in too far mm-hmm. and I should really simplify that so also I took that into account and it seems like it's working because people are really now like singing the melodies and and getting the metaphors easier and yeah, I have yeah. to say it's pretty catchy yeah, yeah, yeah. Motion is a very calm, catchy, melodic song. Um, some people refer to have some sensation from this Ru- uh, Finnish, Finnish artist that recently popped up like a year or so ago. Um, I wouldn't say that to be honest, but whatever. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. All right, go so, check it out. So, yeah, so let's say the people are very interested right now. Mm-hmm. Where where can they find you? You can find me everywhere. Literally, type my name into Google. I'm the only one there. Yeah, G R E K S U. G R E K S U. Google this man. And I'll man. be right there with you. All right.
Dan, I would like to thank you very much for being here with me today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yes, and to everyone listening, have a nice week again. Peace. See you around.